Welcome to Glow Girl Credit Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha, lover of all things personal development, investing, personal finance, and of course, credit. My goal for this podcast is to teach you how to live a life of luxury by leveraging credit. Credit is sexy and it does not have to be complicated. Whether your goal is to become an entrepreneur, travel fearlessly, buy a house on the lake, or even that luxury car, invest to build wealth, you should be leveraging credit. And I'm here to help. Now let's get into today's episode. When I tell you I am excited about today's episode, well, first of all, I took a lot of time researching. So if you enjoy this episode and you listen to the very end, please reach out to me at Glow Girl Credit and let me know your thoughts. So today's episode, I titled it, Your Bad Credit is Costing You Money. So a bad credit score is very, very, very expensive. And you probably aren't aware of how much this can cost and how much this adds up over time in so many ways. As I did my research, I found out that it could be over $1 million. Yes, seven figures. If you have bad credit, the additional money you pay for things like your mortgage, your car loan, and insurance compared to someone with, let's say, good or perfect or great credit can be six figures over 30 years. I did the calculations, and I'm going to explain the calculations to you in today's episode. And you know what you could be doing with that money? You could be investing it. So here's how bad credit costs you in more ways than you can imagine. Sit back, because this is so good, y'all. So one obvious place that bad credit hurts you is in the interest rate you pay when you purchase a home. So say, for instance, a 30-year, 300000 loan for someone with a good credit score between, let's say, 760 and 850 carried a 6.346% APR. And then someone with a score between 500 to 5, let's say 600, would have a 10.152 APR on the same exact house. So that would mean a person with a good credit score would have a monthly payment of $1,866, while the person with the bad credit score would pay $2,666. That's $800 difference for the same exact house. So over the course of 30 years, that adds up to $288,000. So that is why it is very important to get your credit together. Even when buying a house, get it, your profile as clean as possible. Get your score as high as possible. Because yeah, you can get a house with that lower credit score, but yeah, you will be paying more money in interest. Now let's talk about cars and auto loans. So I went on admins.com and it says that the average car loan is between, at this time, so I know it may not be at this time, like 2022, but at the time this article was written back in 2000. Um, 2020. It was written in 2020. So it said the average car loan was $24,864. So just think, an auto loan for a person with a good credit, once again, $720 to $850, I guess, carried a 
7.22% APR. While the person with the lower credit score, you know, uh, 580 and under, would have to pay 14.909% APR for the same exact car. So I did the math and that works out as a difference of $88 a month, which comes up to $3,168. And think about it, most people keep their car for four and a half, maybe five years. So that means that if each person financed a new car every five years, it will cost a person with bad credit $19,000 more in car financing over 30 years than someone with good credit for the same exact car. So let's move on <laughs> to the next way. So let's say, for instance, that both the person with good credit and bad credit carry a minimum debt on their credit card of $2,200 over 30 years. So that means, you know, basically you're not paying your, your credit card in, in full. You're carrying a balance every month. If the person with good credit had an interest rate of 9% and the person with the bad credit had an interest rate of 20%, because, you know, those credit card interest rates are high as heck, the person with bad credit will pay an extra $7,620 over the 30 years. And I'm hoping and praying that you are not carrying a $2,000 balance on your credit card for 30 years. If so, we got a problem, okay? Now let's talk about the lost interest. If a person with good credit took the difference and invested that money in an account that earned 8% compounded annually for 30 years, this is for my investors out there. She, this is for my investors out there. She would have well over one million dollars saved investing only that 800 difference from the mortgage alone will be 1.2 million compound interest if you know anything about compound interest you know how this works now you know this is this is just saying that if it grows eight percent now we already know with investing you have a bull market and bear market so it's it may not rise all the time but this is just hypothetically speaking so you can see the bigger picture and the bigger vision now, this one right here is really shocking. This next point I'm going to make, because I I knew, but I absolutely had no idea until I started researching the numbers for this episode about insurance. And I mean, all type of insurance, auto health, homeowners insurance will likely cost more for a person with bad credit than a person with good credit. Insurance companies know that people with bad credit is more likely to make claims. Now, I didn't say, listen, I read this. I didn't make this up, so don't be mad at me. So what they're saying is that because you got bad credit, they know you can't pay your bills on time. They're going to charge you more money, period. I mean, can you be mad at them? If you were letting someone, um, if you was a car insurance company, you know, I don't like car insurance anyway, but if you were a car insurance company and if that person had bad credit, they're thinking, hey, they may not paying those bills on time. They may not pay me on time. So let's jack the price up. So yes, insurance. Now, what I did not know is that they looked at it for health insurance. That's kind of messed up, right? Now, let me tell you, I'm reading this book. It's called Bad Debt. And um, there was a lady in the book. She was up for a job promotion. She, I think she worked in the Coast Guard or something. Um, after her divorce, her credit went downhill. Um, she found out her husband was cheating on her. And in the midst of all of that, she wanted to get a 
a better position in her job. Well, she was denied the job because of her credit. So you may lose out on a better job, especially if you have a government job, if your credit is bad. So if you are working in government, a lot of jobs pull um, your credit report anyway when they're giving you jobs. I don't know if you know that, but if you never paid attention to what you're signing off when they do the background check, they're for sure, for sure looking at your credit report. Like they really run your credit. I guess they can just tell what type of person you are. Like that's, that's just that. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just that. So you got to get the credit together so people won't just judge you based on a financial downfall that you may have at one point in your life. Renting, 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 renting. So housing. Many apartments and homeowners, if you're trying to rent a house, will run your credit. And if you have poor credit, either you're going to be denied or you're going to have to pay a high deposit. I mean, that's just that. So, I mean, I think everyone pretty much knew that one already. If you have bad credit, you may have to leave a deposit or maybe a larger deposit, a larger deposit uh, with certain companies like gas, phone, and things like that. I remember uh, my first apartment, I did have to pay a deposit, but this is how I knew my credit was good. When I bought my house back in 2015 and I went to go turn my lights on and I'll, they just turned it on, I was shocked. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't need a deposit. And it was like, no, but this was right after I bought my house. So my credit was, uh, my credit score was pretty high. But yes, but it just feels good to not have to pay extra money for things when your credit is good. So if that's not a goal, just to get your credit together, just to save money, then I don't know what goals you got out there. So having poor credit is not only physically, mentally, emotionally draining, like it's just a lot. You really have to take the time to make the effort to make sure your credit is in good standing, even if you're not looking to purchase anything. And if you're listening to this podcast, I kind of feel like you're the type of woman, the high value woman who wants to have good credit just because you want to have good credit. It's just in your DNA to have your stuff together. I want to say sugar, honey, iced tea, but you want to have your stuff together just because you're that chick. So yeah, that's going to wrap up today's episode. I just I mean, I enjoy researching. So, I mean, just think about all that money you could be saving if your credit score was a little bit higher than what it really was if your profile was on point. And if you enjoyed this episode, I want you to share this episode with a fellow woman who is looking to really shift her mindset around money, shift her mindset around credit. And if she has goals she needs to slay, she wants to learn how to leverage credit, to live a life of luxury and build wealth, please refer her to this podcast. And thank you for listening. Let me know what you think. And I'll speak with you next week. Or the week after next. Toodles.